0: On your mark, get set, go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live.
1: Presented by FAU MBA
2: and Sport Management Programs. (laughs) Turn it up! Turn it up!
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach,
3: it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. (laughs)
0: So now it's not just Jim Harbaugh. Now it's not just Doug Peterson or Brian Dayball or Leslie Frazier. No, it's also Sean Payton. How did we get to this place? Ken Levick Alive Wednesday edition here on ESPN 106, Three free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off. Of the Intercoastal. Jeanette Javier, it's a Jeanette Wednesday. She is uh, still heartbroken after the Buccaneers lost $700 she spent to watch the Bucks get knocked out of the playoffs. Hey!
2: Stop. They were down 27 3 to tie the game with a minute and a half left. And yes, the ending was miserable, but I would pay another $700 to witness a Tom Brady moment like that again.
0: You know what? If you turn a seven upside down, what it looks like? An L. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, running things here until no 2 o'clock plan, no. on ESPN 106.3. Uh, now, the Buccaneers don't have a coaching situation. I think we can all agree that Bruce Arians, he's, he's going to be back. There's no talking Tampa. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. The discussion is surrounding Tom Brady. Bruce Arians is going to be back. But yesterday, right at the end of the show, We found out that Sean Payton, the same Sean Payton who has a movie about his life coming out where Kevin James plays (laughs) him and looks nothing like him, it's coming to Netflix. Sean Payton has decided he doesn't want to coach the Saints anymore. Sean Payton's leaving. He is, as the NFL Network initially reported, stepping away from the Saints. And the Saints not only become an intriguing head coaching vacancy, But Sean Payton becomes one hell of an intriguing head coaching candidate. And I really think it comes down to the basic question. And this is me, Jeanette, thinking about this from a Dolphins fan standpoint. You have a young quarterback, Mm -hmm. okay? You have gone three straight coaches where you have handed the reins to a first-time head coach. Actually, four straight head coaches have been a first-time head coach. Whether it was Tony Sperano, uh, whether it was Joe Philbin, or Adam Gase, or Brian Flores, and the Dolphins don't have anything to show for it. I know that Brian Dable, the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, he's probably the hottest coaching candidate right now. Yes. Because that Bill's offense is awesome. Josh Mm -hmm. Allen is awesome. Brian Dable, I'm good with. I'd like to see the Dolphins pursue him. But, Stone, you remember what I said at the very onset of Brian Flores being fired. What was the requirement I was looking for from a Dolphins head coach? It was them having experience, right? Mm, Finally getting a head coach who has already been a head coach. And it comes down to this basic question now. So, Jeanette, to your sensibilities, what Would you prefer in a head coach? And you got Bruce Arians, who was coming right off of being a successful head coach in Arizona. Do you want a head coach with experience? Or are you willing to take a chance on a first-year head coach because he's been awesome as a coordinator?
2: I prefer a coach with experience who's been to the postseason, who can prove who has the knowledge of what it takes and how to use his team to its maximum power. And if not, make the moves to get the team to the postseason.
0: This is tough. And, and I think you can equate this to to dating. Like oh, there's gosh, the we go. There's okay. there's there's the the experience factor. Let me just tell you a little bit about myself. Okay. Oh, I, okay. And I, just so
2: everybody knows behind the scenes, he put his hand out like he yeah. got he yeah. got something to say. Well, let
0: me just tell you about myself, right? Okay. When I first moved down here to South Florida, I was um I was twenty-two. Okay. Okay. Young guy, mm-hmm. twenty-two years old. What I didn't anticipate is that I was going to become a hot commodity to the 40 and over female crowd in Palm Beach County. Oh. And I'm not talking myself myself like this was every weekend. Uh, there was cougar hunting going on, but what I do know is that in the event where I was able to spend some quality time with the female, they were like 35 or over, and I, was, and I, do, I still can't explain it, I don't know why, it's probably because I'm old and crotchety, right, like I give off that older than I actually am vibe, even at 37, I give off like a 60 vibe now.
2: Yes, you do, and you sometimes look like it as well. Oh, come on! No, for sure, and you dress like it. Uh, Definitely, well, you dress when you show up with the khakis. Yeah, yeah. get me started. Oh
0: no, no, well, the khakis with pockets. That was a, that was a phase. Everything's fine.
2: Are you sure? Yeah, Anyways. everything
0: everything's fine. Cargo shorts, by the way. Khakis are okay. Cargo shorts. Stone, your thoughts on cargo shorts? Don't, don't. They're the most awful thing you could possibly wear. No! Yeah, we're good to go. Everything, you... You can why, stay, Stone, you Why can stay. do you hate pockets? Why do people hate pockets?
1: I mean, if you Whatever. wear cargo shorts, you're most likely wearing New Balance, those New Balance moon shoes, no. like those... The
2: all-whites yeah. with the little grass. The monarchs. Yes, with the grass <laughs> on the bottom, because you're obviously doing your lawn on a Saturday.
0: <laughs> oh, man, you but, can tell all three of us live very different lives. Uh, so... So I, I became a, a man of the older women. Okay, and what I will say, and I found out very quickly, that I enjoyed the as opposed to the twenty something fresh and new into the world. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed spending time with and um, uh, and and hanging out with the more refined older woman than I did the newer. Um uh, I'm out of college and I'm ready to flourish type of woman. <laughs> All right? Is that what we sound like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I uh I I realize the benefit of experience then. I realize the benefit of someone who's been there, done that, who uh has has lived life a little bit and learned experiences and learned lessons, and that's why I feel like an NFL coach, at least this cycle, the NFL head coaching search is like me finding out that experience actually matters in interpersonal relationships and as an NFL head coach. If I'm the Dolphins, Brian Dable, great. Hot. New to the coaching world, the head coaching world. He's, he's out there for the taking. But I want a Doug Peterson, or I especially want a Sean Payton, Mm. or I want a Jim Harbaugh, someone who's even been there before. He's gone to a Super Bowl, and then he he played around a little bit in college, and now he's back in a big boy world. And you know what? If I'm the Dolphins, I'm doing everything I can still
1: to have experience, especially with Sean Payton back on the market. I think for the Saints, there's been... Sean Payton's done the same thing over and over, and there's such tradition, and they're, they're so used to what he does. It would be such a drop-off for a guy. Even if he's hot and kind of ready for this position, like, it would be such a drop-off for everybody in that organization to go from such experience to brand new that it probably wouldn't fit. It probably wouldn't work. Well, with the Saints,
0: no. I don't think you go with a 1st time. Right, like, I'm hearing Dennis Allen's name already pop up. I don't know if I love that. He was not a great head coach not in at Oakland. All. Uh, but the Dolphins, they need a coach who has been there before. They, they went through a rebuild with a Patriots, Belichick way, disciplinarian, and it only got them so far before he started to beef with the front office. So now you need to trust, though, if you're keeping your GM around, if Steven Ross is keeping his GM around, he needs to trust – what the GM has built, and that it's time for a veteran to be able to carry them over the hump. A guy who has been there, Sean Payton has won a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh has been to a Super Bowl. This is the type of Dolphins team that I don't think you're going to maximize if you go with a guy who's going to have the job for a first time.
2: And going back to your dating analogy,
0: mm-hmm. please do.
2: Wouldn't you want somebody to take you to the nice spots who's already been there, take you to the nicer restaurants, know what to get on the menu, yeah. know what to drink to
0: order? Someone who is aware of the finer things in life.
2: Yes, uh, and sh- a person like Sean Payne can yeah. bring that to the table. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that you know what? That's a good point. That's a great analogy and that's another thing too. Like if you're if you're if you're dating a younger person, I'm not just going to isolate this to man dating younger woman, um but just dating a young- person, chances are they want to go to one of those places with the alcoholic slushy machine. super and, loud music, yeah, and the lights, yeah, like all that stuff. Uh, oh, look, my shoelace is glowing in the dark. Like I don't, I don't need that anymore. Well, the I don't, hula hoop that randomly yeah, pops out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to go to a place that has a surfboard with a fake shark that is. Bitten part of the serve, you know. The, that's where young people right hang on top out. Of, a,
2: yeah, of a bar with yeah. a bunch of
0: people dancing. Yeah, I I'm either. not talking about from no. personal experience. No, like that's today. that's what you're getting with Brian Dable. It's exciting. <laughs> it is it's hot. It's, it's hot. It's yeah. Fun. It's like man, they are they are uh, man. They they're 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 young and virile. Awesome. But at some point you hit an age where you want to sit down. You want to put a cloth napkin on your lap.
2: It's exhausting.
0: Yeah. You want candles. That's um, what—and you want a quiet dinner. And that is where Sean Payton comes in. Mm -hmm. But Sean Payton also has the ability, if you want to go dancing, he's still got that that mindset where he'll get a little weird. He'll get a little unique. He'll get a little outside the box. Absolutely. Like, Sean Payton, that's good. All right. Doug Peterson— uh, he wants to, and I think this is actually legitimately true, he'll drive you down to Key West and hang uh, down there for a weekend, maybe go to Fantasy Fest, uh, let it all hang out, literally. And uh, but, but, but there's something to be said, just like in dating, once you hit a certain point, the Dolphins are at a point when young and hot isn't going to cut it anymore. And instead, you need someone with experience to show you the way. And again, with Sean Payton now available, You exhaust all options to try and entice him, flirt with him, get him to go out with you. And if it's not him, it's Doug Peterson. And if it's not Doug Peterson, it's Jim Harbaugh. But you throw the cash out there and you make it happen. There are parallels here.
2: Yes. And that's why I think going with the experienced adult who can take a team and push him further, who's been there is the right answer. Especially for an organization like the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sean Payton 100% fits the sugar daddy vibe. That's, oh, that's absolutely. down there in Miami.
2: Zaddy Al Max.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Did you say Zaddy on Max?
2: Al Max. Oh, Al, Al Max. Max.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. With, so with with the coaching candidates out there, say you were a team owner. Okay? Say you were a team owner. In this coaching cycle, based on who's available now, whether it's Dable or Frazier, someone who's already had uh, a, a head coaching job, or a Dennis Allen who's already had a head coaching job, but they weren't necessarily overly ex- successful, uh, Mike McDaniel's hot in San Francisco, new guy, or some of the big names, the big experience names, a Peterson, or uh, a Jim Harbaugh, or especially now with Sean Payton. You're a team owner. Are you going with experienced head coach or first timer based on what's out there this offseason? Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. You're an NFL team owner. Are you going with coach with head coaching experience or first-time head coach in this offseason? And think about the teams. You've got the Dolphins, you've got the Raiders. You have the Saints now. Chicago's looking for a, a, a head coach. So you have some, Houston's looking for a head coach. You have some places where there are some pieces. Not Houston. Houston doesn't have pieces. I don't want there to be any mistake. Houston does not have pieces. Uh, but there are some teams. New York, the, the Giants, uh, that's an open coaching vacancy. Uh, I, for me, where I'm at right now with the Dolphins, I want someone who has been there and has done that. They've seen some things. They've experienced some things. Uh previous relationship fell apart. They went on sabbatical. Maybe they traveled to Australia for a couple of weeks. Reconnected with themselves. A yoga uh a, a yoga resort in perhaps. Bali. Yeah, yeah, they went to Bali for a little bit. Connected it's with their inner self. To find themselves. Yeah, now they're ready to to get back into the world, into the dating life, into the excitement, the zest of life. But as an adult, but as an adult, yeah, they've matured. Exactly, we're on the same page here. But, but uh, uh, again, for me, and this is just me, I want a coach now with experience. Just like I think, Jeanette, with your Buccaneers, if Bruce Arians were to leave, that's not the type of roster where a first-time head coach is coming in and experience and 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 experiencing success because. That's a veteran-laden roster.
2: I would love with, with somebody as the experience of Sean Payton to come in and step right after Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. especially with the weapons that we have right now. I mean, the defense, it, excluding the injuries, but we have the pillars and the players for a, an experienced coach to come in and just take over.
1: Let's, let's
0: throw out four names. The, the, the four hottest coaching commodities right now, okay? Let's just throw out the four names. If I'm missing someone, Stone, fill in the blank for me, okay? Uh, Brian Dable, uh, Doug Peterson, uh, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. Those four. Let's just go with those four. Am I missing a, an obvious one here? I mean, we talked a lot about Eric Biennami. No. Fine. Yeah, but Eric Biennami, I feel like, hasn't really been talked about until last week. For sure. So, so let's just go with those four for now. A good four. If we rank them, doesn't Sean Payton go right to the top of the list? Maybe you can make the argument Dayball was number one because we love the Bills and we love what he's done with Josh Allen. But I think Sean Payton, I
1: think, is more desirable than even Jim Harbaugh. When you put it like that, which I absolutely love, he rises to the top so fast. Mm. Like, undeniably. they're, They're not even close to him in that aspect. I mean, if Doug Peterson had been around... Recently, maybe, but no, he rises to the top on that list so fast.
0: So, if you're a team owner in this coaching cycle, are you taking a... And this is an owner for your team. This is the owner for your team because every team is different. But me, Dolphins, I finally need someone with head coaching experience. This roster has not fully responded to first-time head coach. I want a guy with experience. You're a team owner. You're an owner of, of your team. Are you looking for a coach with head coaching experience or... A hot first timer. Also, how are you ranking the coaching candidates? Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm because I say Sean Payton. Now that he's available, he is tops on the list. If you can entice him to come to your team, he is the top coaching candidate out there. Again, tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Talk about experience. Yeah, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. They have it. 22 years, in fact. Now, that is veteran leadership. Dr. Jim Reardon's been the man in charge in that time. And all he does is send his students into the sports industry, preparing the sports executives of tomorrow. It's the fau MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up for classes now, summer semester 2022. Fall semester 2022, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Take classes remotely or on campus in Boca. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken LaVica. It's Wednesday, and we're live on ESPN 1063. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken LaVica. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu/slash/mba sport. Sean Payton is available. He could go the broadcast route. He could take a year away from coaching. But again, he, he the fact that he's out there, the fact that he's no longer the coach of the Saints, it it, it makes him. Ultimately, the most appealing option out there, more than Jim Harbaugh, more than Doug Peterson, more than Brian Dable, Sean Payton, it, it, for me, the Dolphins, if I was Steven Ross, I would do what I could to go get Sean Payton and bring him in. That would be my 1A target. Your team, say you're the owner, are you going with a guy with already with head coaching experience or a first-time head coach? Also, how do you rank? the most notable coaching candidates. Because for me right now, it's Peyton, then Harbaugh, then Dable, then Peterson. Ken Lavic alive, Jeanette Javier with us here on ESPN 106.3 in the free ESPN app. And, of course, one more time, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Jeanette is off of her, her excursion. To Tampa, we found out late last week that uh, how much how much did you ultimately pay to get your lower bowl seat at Raymond James?
2: Seven hundred and thirty-one.
0: Seven hundred and thirty-one dollars uh, to sit in the lower bowl again, yes. while upper deck tickets were in like the $300, 400 range, right? Yes. Yeah, but you got what you wanted.
2: Exactly what I wanted.
0: Uh, other than minus a in the outcome. Buccaneers win, right? Uh, one thing, Stone, that I was thinking about as Sunday was progressing late into that game. Uh, with the Bucks and the Rams, is at least Jeanette listened to us when we told her you need to act now as opposed to waiting for next week, NFC Championship game, yes. or the Super Bowl. Aren't you glad, even with a Buccaneers loss, aren't you glad that you ended up going to that game?
2: It was one of the best sporting experience I've Ever been part of
0: Even with the loss Because you That game had everything
2: Well no The fact that they were down The Buccaneers were down Mm 27-3 And then That fourth quarter The last three minutes Of the game Was probably The biggest burst of energy I've seen In a group of people Especially With myself I lost my voice I lost my dang mind (laughs) But when Leonard Fournette Got the tie The touchdown It happened right in front Of my seat Where I was sitting Obviously
1: So most of the comeback Was coming your way
2: Yes. Yes.
1: I, I, it was. It
2: was like for me personally. For me, I felt it.
1: You had to have made best friends but just because of the comeback, like essence of that. Like, just like high, high fives, fives everywhere. everywhere.
2: Yeah. We were grabbing each other's hands and like shaking each other, about to pretty much just throw each other off of where we were sitting. Did, it was incredible. Did some fans
0: leave at twenty seven and yes, three? Yes. Yeah. I had so a I almost wow. got I probably would have thought about it
2: because there were people. The people who were sitting right next to me, there was three of them. They left. They dipped. And then at the, at like with four or five minutes left, this couple came right back mm-hmm. and filled in their spots. They're like, is anybody sitting here anymore? And I said, no. I looked at them I'm like, where'd you guys come from? They're like, oh, we're from the upper level. I wanted to be like... People, get out of here. Oh, if listen, to listen to this. Listen
0: to this. you only wow. knew. So this. instead of appreciating the fact that someone's on the come up, for the final moments of the game, no. Jeanette, because she's the one who decided to open up her wallet. Not only that. The, one who, that. the
1: one who almost sold her car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was
0: running her car. No, no. Nah, nah. I almost started to go fund me, too. Yeah, yeah. Remember this. From, with ESPN West Palm running it, by the way. <laughs> but she's the one who, under her own volition, decided to pay $400 more than she needed to because she wanted to sit in the lower bowl. And she's going to hate on people who are trying to sneak in no. the lower bowl on that grind that no. she wants to say she's on absolutely no what also a
2: also the fact that they didn't trust the team enough that did not think that tom brady tom brady down 20 and 3 in the super bowl could come back you didn't think he
0: couldn't do it again but you're mad at the people that left those seats open. No.
2: I'm also mad at the people who thought they were going to leave oh. and then saw the seats right next oh, so to me who were to... double the price and they're like, oh, the Buccaneers are coming back and they're about to win. I guess I'll watch the game again. No. Walk your butt oh. out the stadium so where you were about you to go. You think
0: they were already on the ramp and then they saw what was taking place and decided to just find an empty That's exactly seat. what oh. happened because that's what they told me. They're oh. like, oh,
2: they saw they were tying. I'm like, you didn't try. You don't deserve to. Get the
0: heck out of oh, here. So, so Jeanette's not being as elitist as we thought. There's no, also I'm still like humble. A, I still uh, have my moments. <laughs> I'm still a humble. Hashtag humble. Uh, Jeanette, uh, going to the Buccaneers loss, she wanted to see Tom Brady for a final time, potentially. Uh, and uh, so uh, again, last week, Oh, maybe I should go to the NFC Championship. Maybe I could go to the Super Bowl. Uh, no, no, Jeanette, go see the, the game <laughs> against the Rams. And uh, now you're glad you, you did. Now, I want to, if you could, Stone, let's find uh, Tom Brady. We, we discussed this yesterday with Theo and played this. Tom Brady with Jim Gray on the Let's Go podcast. Tom Brady's on this every single week, and he was asked about his future. Mm-hmm. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's he going to do next season? Uh, just just listen closely to Tom Brady, and I want you to then tell me what you think Tom Brady is going to uh, to do next season, if you're going to see him again in a Buccaneers uniform. Let's
1: just keep torturing her. Oh, okay. Here you go, Jeanette. All right, here, G. Thank you. No know when I know, and um, it's, it's a day after the season, so I think for all of us, you know, we can all decompress a bit. It's been six straight months of football every day consumed by, you know, day in and day out football. And I think now it's just some time to spend some time with my family and spend some time with, you know, my kids. and uh, Hello.
2: Hi,
1: Vivi. I can't hear you. Say hi, Vivi. Hi.
2: It's
1: my little angel. Biggest difference now that I'm older is I have kids now, too. You know, and I care about them a lot as well. You know, they've been my biggest supporters. My wife is my biggest supporter. It pains her to see me get hit out there. And, um, you know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. My kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. You know, I'm going to spend a lot of time with them and, you know, figure out in the future what's, what's next.
0: Does that sound like a guy, Jeanette, that you're going to see playing uh, at Raymond James Stadium next year? No. Yeah.
2: No, the fact that he was able to call out the small details Mm -hmm. getting hit for Mm -hmm. six months straight. Oh, my wife. Because you know someone's been
0: telling him every damn day, I'm sick of you at 44 years old getting beat up every single
2: week. It's the fact that he was able to point out the smaller details at a quarterback whose football is on the main Mm -hmm. side, which it's Tom Brady. If football were the main subject in his life, the main, I guess, number one priority, all these little things that he mentioned – shouldn't
0: have come up this isn't 28 year old tom brady this isn't even 37 year old tom brady this is 44 year old tom brady your priorities change as you go on and on and on and on i'm still seven years from 44 and i can tell you right now i don't know how he is even able to 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 take a football field like i'm lucky if my lower back isn't hurt when i get up out of bed every single morning
2: and i would love he still has one year with the buccaneers
0: Oh, you're still under contract. Yes.
2: So but, I would love to see him in a Buccaneers uniform. Yeah. But after that piece of audio, I don't think but so. But
0: this is but this is the thing. This is why you did the right thing, because both Stone and I sort of I mean, it's not like we outright predicted, but we said it was gonna be a, a tricky matchup. Mm-hmm. I did think the Buccaneers were gonna win. They didn't, but it's what we were telling you can't you can't take anything for granted and You, I think, a little bit were taking Tom Brady for granted because you just thought, hey, Tom Brady will be in the NFC Championship game. Tom Brady, he'll be in the Super Bowl, be out in L.A. I'll see him there. Aren't you glad that you checked your buck's ego at the door and just decided, let's do it? Over the weekend,
2: I don't say this often, so I'll say it now. You guys were right. Yeah, both of you were definitely right. Bingo.
0: Were Were you? Uh, I know when we talked to you yesterday, we we gave the the welfare check to uh, to Jennifer. It our really NFL pulled me line. through. Yeah, it
2: really pulled me through. Thank you both.
0: Were you? I mean, how depressed can you be though after your team won the championship the year before? I have. Was it more hangover or depression yesterday?
2: It was a terrible mix of both. <laughs> I would say one with the other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? 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 What caused the hangover? What was the major culprit with the hangover?
2: Well, since I did go solo to the game, I wanted a tailgate because, um, you know, as in the Orange Bowl or everything, uh-huh. you park in people's driveways. She got drunk who are by right herself. Next to she
1: got drunk by herself. Yep. Watch this. I'm wondering how that tailgate went. This is going to y- But go ahead. Yeah. Please so, explain how
0: this took place. So I parked at a person's house. A random person's house? As you know, you know, sometimes when you Like go down in Little Havana, like $5 dollars no The blocky. orange oil, exactly. It, okay. Here's a
2: $20 bill. Don't mess with my Got car. It. But I, uh, the only thing I went with, I went with a public sub
0: and a six-pack of seltzers. <laughs> uh, Jeanette knows how to live, man. That, that's proper. Oh, right? Man, Jeanette, right? Jeanette tailgating with a public sub and a <laughs> six-pack of seltzers.
1: Let's go. That's so proper.
2: And what kind a four-pack of, of Bud Light because
1: uh, my yeah, of move— course.
2: My move is, if I'm at a tailgate and I don't know where I'm going, like, hey, here's a four-pack of beer. Do you mind if I join your tailgate?
0: It's so all ah, strategy. And then barter. I barter.
2: And then I keep the seltzers wow. to myself. I'm a professional at this. This is not my first rodeo. That is,
0: okay, I need to say something. That is legitimately impressive. Thank you. Like that is, I would not expect that. That is I mean, that is really good forethought. I wish you would do that with this show. Give me in <laughs> that's
1: amazing. Give me in detail like what you're looking like walking up. Are you like pub sub underneath the armpit? Yeah, yeah. Are you beer holding beer like a football? Like, yeah, what? how is
2: this working? I had one of those styrofoam coolers. I those oh, five dollar styrofoam coolers, ten pound pa- ten pound bag of ice in there. You know, you put the damn man. Th- put everything on the bottom, put the ice up on top. I had to carry the the styrofoam cooler. With both of my hands, and then I put the public sub on top. Mm. So I was kind of like waddling Solid through the move. tailgate with my styrofoam cooler. You got a good workout. Sub. I did, which this was a- much needed because I enjoyed all seltzers. <laughs> 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 it
0: was a good burn calorie burning before you wrecked your body. Uh, uh, so it was a, a seltzer induced hangover. Yes. Oh, I, I one I didn't know that was possible. Two, mm. I can't imagine that feels very good.
2: And I had a beer inside the stadium.
0: Okay, well, I don't, I don't know if that puts you over the top. I'm sure the it's six probably seltzers did. probably were the main, uh, the main idea with that.
2: It was the last call at the stadium, too. You know, at the end of the third quarter. Oh, so you felt do. like,
0: well, things were going was, poorly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. the way I last kind of call. Do. That's the end of quarter number three. Things weren't looking good going into the final 15 minutes there for the uh, the Bucks. It was after that the Rams started puking on themselves, and all of a sudden Brady was back. But that that had to be, even though they came up short. That had to be a thrill seeing uh, a signature Brady comeback materialize right before your eyes.
2: It was one of the craziest minute and a half moments of sports I've ever experienced. (laughs) That's legitimately how long
0: it took. It was like a minute and a half because the Rams were like, oh, fumble, ah, fumble, ah, fumble. And then Brady's touchdown, touchdown,
2: touchdown. And then Leonard Fournette ties the game. And then 30 seconds later, you see Matt Stafford throw this beautiful pass and everybody can say it was beautiful it was, it was a beautiful stunning pass, yes. and then you see Cooper Cup on the other yeah. side and all of us Deflated. all you it was like a, all you heard was a big <gasps>
0: yeah cuz you know it's over at that point
2: absolutely and then they all and then you you know you pray for a blocked
0: field goal you yeah. but how rare are those right right You're especially just, from that distance that's the thing it turned into a chip shot
1: it was yeah. just a chip shot in that spot. All but the videos that I saw, everyone's doing false start, false start, false start. Just like anything. Yeah, and he yeah, grass. We were anything. all, we were yeah. Uh, yeah. all. Bumble the snap, bumble yeah. the snap, yeah. Yeah. anything.
0: holding like something, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but you're right, though. It, it was Stafford let that go, and it was just
1: beautiful.
0: And you see Cooper Cup for a while standing by himself. I'm sure you're just like, well, crap. There, there, and there, there
2: was a moment where a bunch of us fans turned on the Buccaneers. We we're like, where was the defense? <laughs> there was
0: where anger. Where were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. anger anger how dare you
2: jesus yeah. offense tom brady does it again yeah. but in ta- typical tampa bay buccaneer fashion <laughs> we always got to remind typical, ourselves where t- we're
0: from typical buccaneer fashion even though we won the championship last year like they're trying to revert back to them not being in the josh freeman uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jameis, why why the ghost of
2: all of still right. exist in
1: these walls uh, two years running with the best defense or the best rush defense in the nfl yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. yeah no, I- oh, why do you always do that uh, <laughs> so so uh you know you obviously live there depressed and it it's it, it sucks and your team faces heartbreak but i think ultimately what you're going to look back on is the fact that you did it and you pulled the trigger on going to that game and if i mean stone and i we we laid it out yesterday and you agree with us now like we definitely think this is it for Brady I haven't heard him talk like that like that uh at any point in his career you you saw Tom Brady's last game it doesn't the outcome's not going to matter when you tell people 30 years from now that you're at Tom Brady's last game that is going to be the significant part of that story you did something awesome over the
2: yeah. I'm about to like cry like I'm getting emotional as you're telling me this. It's absolutely it's you don't recognize it while you're in that moment. You're just more like, OK, let's win the game. let's, yeah. And the how dramatic it was. But all of the aftermath of of again, Tom Brady potentially retiring yeah. in the conversation and that audio that we just played. It's kind of shocking.
0: It's kind of a beautiful thing, though. It's a beautiful, it's very thing. poetic. If you think about it; it is poetic. It's poetic that Jeanette, with her six seltzers, seltzers and four Bud Lights, saw Tom Brady in his final game. And my pub sub. And your pub sub. I don't know how the dots connect, but it's a beautiful thing. It was. It was perfect. It was um, stunning. You know what, though? You know why it's a beautiful thing? Because that's about the most prototypical Tampa tailgate that you're gonna find. <laughs> Uh, Jeanette is is pure Florida woman through and through. Oh, and Tailgating he an by herself with a pub sub, right. And a six pack of seltzers and a four pack of Bud Light to barter to get into someone else's tailgate. You're right. The only thing you needed was a live alligator hanging from your neck. One of those tiny little alligators.
2: I looked absolutely ridiculous too, because with the money, with the my budget was a thousand, so I had three hundred dollars to spend. On oh, myself. So you see me with all my Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear. I bought like the creamsicle hat. I bought oh, one of those man. foam hands. <laughs> you bought a foam hand? I bought it for oh, my mommy so God. she can feel part of it. This is
0: definitely a this- florida woman tailgate. <laughs>
2: They're like TV 12 towels. So I bought some of those too. I looked absolutely ridiculous, yet stunning. Let's not get it The only in.
0: thing that would have made it the most prototypical Florida woman tailgate is if after the game she just went and h- hunted a python in the <laughs> Everglades. <laughs> Ken Levick alive. Jeanette Javier here on this Wednesday on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I'm really, though, like in, in all seriousness, I'm glad you were able to go to the game, and I'm glad you made the right decision because you, I mean, in retrospect, certainly made the right decision if you wanted to see Tom Brady one more time. And that was the whole point of this. Yes. We're seeing Tom Brady uh, one final. Time. You're welcome. Yeah, Stone, please give Stone credit.
2: I already did. I already said you guys were right once. You want to hear it again? Yes, please. It ain't going to happen. I already <laughs> Ooh. said it.
1: Ooh. I was excited. Yeah, that was pretty
0: exciting. <laughs> Stone the banner was Friday Night Lights. Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. And more after this, we're live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu/slash/mba/sport. Twenty-two years guiding the sports executives of tomorrow. Yesterday, you talked about the death of the turnover chain. R.I.P. Will forever miss you, turnover chain. And listen, I am I am okay one way or another with it existing. Uh, does it need to carry on into another coaching staff that had nothing to do with it? No. Mario Cristobal was under zero obligation to keep it, and he didn't, and that's good. Uh, but did it also cause the mediocre play under Manny Diaz? The answer to that is no. And uh, some w- want you to believe that uh, it was a part of what was wrong with Miami football. No, guys, it was it was sparkly metal that was put around players' necks. Nothing more, nothing less. Here's here's yesterday, Theo Dorsey and I discussing the end of the turnover chain here on Ken Live. There's no in between with Canes fans. It's one extreme or the other. I could not care less that the turnover chain doesn't exist any longer because it was supposed to be fun. It was fun. It was something for kids to be excited about. And that's it. That's it. It rose to prominence because it became a symbol of the Canes having a good season. But nobody can just leave it there. Nobody can just leave it at, hey, it's a fun thing for the kids. It had to become a divisive symbol within the Canes program, within college football. We can't just let things sit. We can't let things lie. It has to be, this is what was making us lose. No, the turnover chain wasn't making you lose, okay? But to also get mad at Mario Cristobal for wanting to get rid of something that was a previous era that did not go as planned, you can't fault him for that. Yeah, That wasn't his thing. The Canes, that's his thing. A turnover chain? Who cares? They weren't doing that when he was in school. It was a damn necklace. Yeah. Okay? It was a chain. Get
3: over it. Yeah. Get over it either way. And as a Canes fan, as a guy who has supported and loved these Miami Hurricanes, but also very sensible in knowing that we are are not what we used to be, I I, kind of feel like I didn't even think about it when Crystal Ball took over, but... Now that I sit back and look at it and they've already announced the decision, it makes total sense. Like, the turnover chain was Manny Diaz's thing. Mm -hmm. So he started it as the D.C. under Mark Richt. Mm -hmm. He kept it because he got elevated to head... Well, I guess he didn't get elevated to head coach. He left for Temple and came back. Yeah, he took five
0: minutes in Philly and then came
3: back. So, But when he became head coach, of course he's keeping the thing that he brought in roles as the thing that became a trendsetter. And then when he leaves, especially with the program being what it's been, why would they keep that? Also... It's kind of like, it's kind of like the dab. Remember the dab? Yeah. The dab was a great, great, you know, dance and a celebration. We used to dab in the club all the time, kick it, dab, all that. It was fun. And
0: then when everybody just started doing it. Well, and it hold got, on. Let me correct you. I'll say it. I'll say it. Just say you what I'm going to say. I, I, was, I didn't want to. offend. When stuff. white people started doing it, then it died. Yeah. I'll acknowledge it. When white people started when, doing it, then it died.
3: Like, with Cam Newton, it was Cam Newton's fault, so we blame Cam Newton in the community here. Cam <laughs> Newton, he had his MVP season right as the dab. But, you know, the dab rose to prominence, and then Cam Newton has his MVP season. Yeah. He's dabbing after every first down yeah. and touchdown. And then white folk everywhere were like, hey— I would like to do that. Well, let's let's co-op that. I'm a dab as a teacher in yeah. school. Principals are dabbing, and we got you know every. It just became a craze, and then it became like not so cool yeah, anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because that's the turnover yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that, that's a great comparison actually. Yeah. And the turnover chain became less cool because they just weren't winning. Yeah, that too. That it hurts. completely jumped the proverbial jewelry shark when it got busted out down four scores oh, against Alabama.
3: That was the official death. Of yeah, I think that's chain. when
0: it flatlined.
3: When they when they broke out the turnover chain down what four touchdowns against Alabama in the season opener where they like you used to like you said, they laid flat from the from the kickoff. Oh yeah, sleepy. Sleepy time. Um and then when in that same game on national television they broke out the turnover
0: chain, still down a lot of points,
3: and then it had to be taken off because the turnover yeah, got it, it overturned. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had to. Yeah. Not only did they break it out <laughs> down four touchdowns. But then it also had to be put back because it wasn't actually a turnover oh, upon review. That is that has
3: to go down. In, in all of my years as a Canes fan, I've never been so embarrassed.
0: Yeah, that's like cringy, cringy. I can't believe that just happened. Uh, you're right. It had to be put down. It had yeah. to be put down. It's like it's like when 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 your your dog has a stroke and he can't walk anymore, yeah. and you it hangs on for another like three months, and then you're like, you know what? What I'm doing here is inhumane. At that moment. <laughs> yeah. The turnover chain needed to be put down It, had to happen. it needed to be ended And so uh, to me, mercifully Mario Cristobal has put it down Now here's what I'm curious about though Because Canes fans, we know this And I, I, I like the Canes I want to see the Canes win But I'm also very realistic about Canes fans They live in the past More so than Dolphins fans Which is hard to do <laughs> There is no college football program That fan base lives more in the Hold past on, Than Nebraska? the Canes Nebraska,
3: uh, I don't know. I mean, they don't do it as loudly. Plus, you live in South right. Florida, so I You're get right. it. You're
0: yeah. right. Nebraska is up there. Yeah. Nebraska is up there. But, like, the Canes, they live in the
3: past. That's it, yeah. That's and they got. like
0: to attach themselves to swagger. Yeah. They like to attach themselves to flash, to glitz, to
3: all about the being,
0: being audacious mm. about what they are. Mario Cristobal doesn't seem to be interested in any of that. There isn't like when Manny Diaz took over, assistant coaches floating down Biscayne Bay in yachts. There isn't turnover chains. There's not this bling. There's not that flash. But Canes fans got their guy. They got their Mario Cristobal. They stole him from Oregon, and he's come back home. But he doesn't appear to be interested in what many Canes fans think makes the Canes great, and that's the swagger. How much equity is he going to have if it truly becomes a little bit of a retooling, and it takes a couple of years, and they don't have the accoutrement that Manny Diaz had, the shiny bling. Yeah. How patient are, is already the most impatient fan base in college football going to have for him?
3: Well, I think it doesn't have to be him. Like I think he's playing it right because if he's tried to do all of that rah-rah and try to be somebody he wasn't, he, he'll be faking the funk, and not only us, but the recruits that he's trying to bring into Miami would see that. He needs to allow the players establish what that culture will be when it comes to being iconic or whatever. You know, if they want to have that kind of thing go on, it doesn't need to come from Mario Cristobal. It could be a player-led thing, but yeah. he just wants to win football games, which I get. And I'm a, I'm happy about. Came Mark Rick wanted to do both. I mean, not Mark Rick. Uh, Manny Diaz wanted to do both.
0: He, he did, and he came up. Well, sure. He failed in both. Yeah, yeah. Canes yeah. <laughs> fans, are you mad that the turnover chain is dead? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 I do also roll my eyes a little bit at Alex Mirabel. We got rid of the chains. We're here to play football. That's just feeding into this football meatball nonsense. Like, the turnover chain was to blame for the Canes not meeting expectations. Not the lack of recruiting or missing on certain recruits or not necessarily hitting on every quarterback you thought was going to hit on. Guess who brought in the quarterback that Mario Cristobal is going to inherit that already puts the Canes at a major advantage? Manny Diaz. Yeah. So, Alex Mirabal... And I I don't know him. I know that he's a hot commodity. I know that he's Mario Cristobal's guy. But Alex Maribald, the offensive line you're coaching, the guy you're going to protect, the guy who is arguably the best quarterback of the ACC, you had nothing to do with that. You are going to maximize him or attempt to. You didn't bring him in. That was the guy before you. So that's really weak, and it's just playing into this football Canes fan meatball mindset. When you say, we got rid of the chains, we're here to play football. Yeah, that second sentence. Come underneath. on, man. Yeah, like that's so lame. That is that's appealing to the lowest common football denominator because the dopes will hear that whether it's in West Palm or Lake Worth or Hialeah or Coral Gables or Pembroke Pines or Water Hill, They're gonna say, "Yeah, damn right." Now it's about football. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah. we were losing because of all that distraction. Now we're men, and we're going to go hit someone. No, that's stupid. That's stupid football yeah. thought. Yeah Yeah. The turnover chains had nothing to do with wins or losses. Was it fun? Yes. Am I okay? It's gone? Sure. But did it cause football failure? No. And Alex Mirabel, he knows what he's doing, but he is he's just catering to football dopery.
3: Yeah, I am glad that it wasn't a huge Miami Hurricanes announcement. It happened flippantly at some camp or whatever. Forever. That is, the,
0: they faced it out as opposed yeah. to making this whole grand spectacle of it. Yeah, exactly. that's a good thing. Exactly. But
3: he didn't. Again, if he would have just said, "We got rid of the turnover chain," cool, great yeah. statement. Now we're here to play football. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool, buddy. What were they playing last year? Yeah. It. it I mean,
0: it was bad, but it was yeah. it was football. I mean, I would argue that the Canes played better football late than uh, I, Alex. Uh-oh. I saw Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. They got that wasn't football. Oof. They got punched in the mouth on that offensive line yeah. too. And you didn't have a turnover chain to lay the blame on. Thanks. Okay. So, again, all of that yesterday, Ken Levick alive, myself, and Theo Dorsey discussing uh, the turnover chain going uh, bye-bye. We asked on social media, and I wanted to get to these today because it really did fill up. We asked on social media, Canes fans, are you upset that the turnover chain is dead? Mike G replies, wrote this to a Canes friend this morning about the chain being gone. If I were you, I'd be excited. Time to move on from the swag era. That bleep isn't ever coming back. Good memories, but none of the recruits were even alive for the best Canes season in history. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think you need to move on from the swag era. Again, how a team conducts itself, how confident it is, doesn't have any determination about uh, how it plays on the field. It just makes you look fool if you you don't have the talent, if you're not good enough and you act overly confident. But that has nothing to do... uh, I'd rather have the personality of my team confident uh, than meek uh, the problem with the Canes has been they're they're trying to uh, echo, they are trying to mirror the way that the team conducted itself when it had Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and Greg Olson and uh, uh, Jeremy Shockey and all of the stars and the national championship teams, uh, Sean Taylor. And they, they just, they, they don't have that. Mr. Bill tweets, yes, I'm upset it's dead, but not enough to argue about it. These Gen Zoomer fans wouldn't have lasted five minutes in 1989. Uh, Coach Clark tweeting whether or not he's mad that the turnover chain is dead. It was cool for a brief time, but it needed to go away. Things like that are more suited for Pop Warner, not Power 5 college football. Mm, I mean, perhaps, but... Most power five teams then invented their own uh, their own version of the turnover chain. David Bullen, I'm not particularly upset. It was a gimmick and it didn't do anything to improve play on the field. It's pretty reasonable. It didn't. It definitely didn't. Did it provide a brand? Yeah. Did it provide something to rally around? Sure. Did it improve the play on the field? I mean, unequivocally, no. Taps tweets the turnover chain was embarrassing, like a drunken guest who stayed too long. Good riddance. Gabriel Viana pyres, it sucks uh, because plenty of uh, teams have their own celebration thing, and people want to blend a chain for the Canes being a bad. Want to blame that chain for the Canes being a bad team? Yeah. Uh, that's stupid. The the chant had nothing to do with the the canes being bad or being disappointing or not meeting expectations. And anybody who who insinuates that or especially outright says it, they're just not thinking rationally. Don Heron tweets that bleep is played out and copied to death already. Well, because it got copied doesn't mean that you get rid of it. Uh, the, the 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 fact that it was mimicked. And recreated in so many other schools, that should be flattering. Miami continues to be a trendsetter. I would take that as a compliment. It's a good thing. Uh, King Trey says it was time for the turnover chain to go away. I'd rather win. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's totally reasonable, Roger T. No, I'm not mad at it. Run its, it had run its course, and Rashawn says no, it is uh, not upsetting that the turnover chain is dead. Uh, so I, I think that most fans are being fairly rational about this. But I did stumble upon yesterday this following tweet uh, about the turnover chain, and it is what I suspected was going to happen. This was so obvious what was going to happen. I want you to to. To listen to this uh, Because it's almost laughable It is pretty ridiculous Michael Villa tweets I absolutely love that the turnover chain is dead Turn them into men, Mario Yeah, the turnover chain It's what was keeping the Canes bad Now that the chain is gone The Canes can play like men Dumb college football fan thought It just is. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We have a lot more to do here on this Wednesday. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.